Global Broadcasting Networks presents Coach Talk Radio. Create the time, money, and lifestyle you want with tips, tricks, and techniques that get you started today from some of the best Internet minds in the business. Now here are your hosts, Internet Brand Strategist Sandra Beck and Marketing Director for Toganet Radio, Scott Frazier. Coach Talk Radio is designed to help us think outside the box. I know you guys have heard that a million times, like blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, you have to think outside the box. Critical thinking, all these things. Well, I'm bringing somebody new to the airwaves today for this show that I've had on my other shows because he's a really neat guy. And he's got a lot of insight into something we all do. Now, I'm not talking about that. But we are talking about dreaming. He has a book, J.M. DeBoard is his name, called Dreams 123. Now, this guy's pretty popular on the internet. You can find him on Reddit. You can find him under Rad Owl, R-A-D, as in dog, owl like the bird. He's a Reddit moderator. And he's been a regular guest on my shows. And I'm bringing him on to Coach Talk Radio because he's going to help us dream our way into success, dream our way into a better Life And, you know, I thought it was smoke and dope, uh, JM, because I thought, how can dreaming improve your life? And, you know, that's the concept I had from the show for today. And lo and behold, you're on the HuffPost talking about the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I just started up a blog there and I decided that the best way to introduce myself is to tell my readers what the benefits are of keeping track of your dreams, of trying to understand them, it does require work. And anything that requires work, you really you need to see the benefits of it, the personal benefits of it. So <clears throat> I decided that I would start there. And really, it, it, when you start to look at this, it, you know, I've, I've been involved in this field for more than 20 years, and I have run across so many stories about people who are very successful in their fields, some of them famous, maybe some of them not so famous, but they're successful, and they keep dream journals. They they analyze their dreams. They work with their dreams, which is a, a phrase I prefer over dream interpretation because it, it, it implies that the dreamer is taking an active role in figuring out what their dreams mean, what the messages are, and then also applying it to your life. This is the very important key to this. It's step three in my dreams one, two, three process is apply what you learn to your life in some kind of constructive way. Now that can be in different ways. You know, some of these stories that I've run across of people who've had dreams that then they turned them into, you know, multinational corporations. For example, Larry Page from Google, when he was a Stanford graduate student, he had a dream, woke up in the middle of the night, grabbed his pen and paper. It was already there at his bedside, grabbed his pen and paper and started furiously scribbling down his ideas for how to create a search engine that is different than anything else that was out there. It ended up becoming the heart of the Google search system. And he, you know, obviously now Google is one of the, um, you know, most valuable and most innovative companies out there. He very, in a very literal way, made his dream come true. Now, you know, we hear the, you were talking about outside of the box. This is one of these cliched phrases that gets overused to the point where it loses its meaning. And another one of those is live your dreams or make your dreams come true. 
when you start paying attention to like the way that this is used in marketing and advertising, you see it everywhere. Hey, make your dreams come true on a Disney cruise, you know, like it's, it, to, it starts to really lose its value and its true meaning, which to me, live your dreams means make your dreams, your sleep related dreams, part of your daily life. Begin that by keeping a dream journal and then ponder what your dreams are telling you. There are stories about you and your life. You may not always understand it, but you can you, you know what you feel in response to what you dream. You you have hunches and intuitions about it where you go, huh, well that was a really odd dream. You know, why was I being chased by a bear last night? You know? But then you go, you start to think about it and you go, well, what is it in some way that I'm being pursued in my life? You know, is there something that's after me? Or a bear is a large, overwhelming creature. You ask yourself, well, is there something that feels overwhelming to me? And you go, oh, yeah, I just had that project dropped on me at work, and I can't even begin to wrap my mind around it, and it's a real bear to deal with. And you go, oh, okay, well, now I understand that this is how I'm truly feeling about it, so let me take proactive steps to address this. You know, let me not just ignore the problem or try to, you know, just keep it in the background. Let me acknowledge how I really feel about this. If it's a real bear to deal with, what can I do to handle that? Well, you know, I can really take the steps that I need to to wrap my mind around this project and get it moving in the direction that it needs to go. So these are just some of the ways that you can use dreams for success. And it's something that many, many people out there who are very successful, it's something that they already do. And I think that it's going to become the next big thing as far as like executive coaching and um, you know, you're going to see conferences and seminars. You're going to see people. They're already doing it at places like Google. You know, they 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 teach this to their people, and you see the success that they're having. I think it's going to filter down more into you know the corporate world and into other you know say nonprofit organizations and stuff where your most valuable resource is your human resource, and you want to get the most out of your employees if they're paying attention to their dreams and living. They're like bringing their messages from their dreams into their life. It makes them better people for one, but it also makes them better employees. So, Sandra, that's that's my pitch. Now, let's get uh, let the let's get Google on the line and tell them that uh, they need to uh, bring us in to give a presentation. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, JM, the thing that I'm curious about, and, you know, and I think a lot of people uh, might feel the same way because as entrepreneurs or as, you know, business coaches or, or creatives, we daydream a lot. And yes. do daydreams <laughs> count um, as dreams or are we only talking, you know, middle of the night sleepy dreams? Well, uh, daydreams do count. And the reason why is because your imagination in your dreams come from the same place in your brain. The, they are using the same faculty. Imagination isn't just coming from one place. You'd be like, oh, it's here in the hippocampus. No, when you dream, your brain lights up and there's all these different areas uh, of the brain that are involved in creating the dream imagery and creating those stories. The same areas of the brain also light up when you're using your imagination. Now, psychologist Robert Johnson, uh, who wrote some many very insightful books about dreams um, and was a Jungian trained therapist, 
um, said that the unconscious mind has two ways of communicating with you. It has your dreams and it has your imagination. And he encouraged people to use their imagination in a daydream sort of way or what Carl Jung called active imagination, which is used, by the way, in many um, like uh, creative and, and high level, especially in sports, where you visualize your success on the field or in the game. You, you visualize making the game winning catch or even all the way down to simple things like, you know, the quarterback handing off the ball to the, you know, to the, to the running back, you know, seeing that done successfully. Um, I saw a news broadcast. It was a, a sports broadcast, a game where at the end of the game, there was this receiver. It was a college football game. And he dashes down the sideline. The clock's ticking down. Seconds to go in the game. Everything's on the line. Quarterback throws up this deep ball. Guy runs right underneath it, catches it, runs into the end zone, you know, scores the touchdown and wins the game. He's being interviewed afterwards. You know, the uh, reporter comes out there, sticks the microphone in front of his face. And the guy's just like, you can see this is the big moment in his life to that point in his life. And he looks at the, he looks at her and goes, you know, the oddest thing is, is that I dreamed about this last night. I saw exactly the way that that play went down. I saw myself making that catch. I saw myself running into the end zone and winning the game. And he's like, I knew when the ball was in the air, I knew I was going to catch it. Now, that was not a daydream, but it's, you know, that was more of a regular dream. But both of them serve the same purpose of rehearsing these big moments in your life. And if you could see that happen in a way that you really feel it also, it's not just a dry exercise in visualizing something that you actually, your, your dreams bring your emotions into it so that when he saw that ball in the air, he didn't just know he was going to catch it. He felt it. He, he felt that was going to happen and it made it happen. You know I mean? He could have dropped the ball and you know, now he's the goat, but instead on that day, he's the hero. So this is just one example of, you know, of, of hundreds I've run across personally and probably millions of them that are out there that have occurred in everyday situations for people where they either had a dream or they used active imagination, visualization, daydreaming to picture situations that are coming up that are uh, important situations maybe that are or could come up and visualizing their success. Uh, it's it's like a – imagine it this way. If you run a simulation on something, then when that situation arises that's similar or same as the simulation, you're going to have a much better idea of what to do. Your reactions are already ingrained into you. They do this kind of stuff in, you know, in the military and police forces. Um, they call it wargaming. You know, um, the, the idea applies across a whole spectrum of situations and scenarios. They do it in the business world. You do it in, in the classroom. Hey, JM, I got to cut you off. We're going to talk more about this because it's really interesting, but I got to take us to commercial break. Oh, this I understand. This is Sandra Beck okay. of Coach Talk Radio. We're visiting today with JM DeBoard, and he's got this great book. I have a copy of it, Dreams 123, Remember, Interpret, and Live Your Dreams. So this is our out-of-box thinking for today. We're going to come back after the break, and we're going to talk about intentional dreaming.
This is Uncommon Sense for Leaders, a forum for exploring leadership from the intellect, the heart, and the spirit. Whether you're a leader now or aspire to be a leader in the future, you owe it to yourself to learn about the big ideas that have shaped the careers of compelling communicators, masters of influence, and highly effective leaders. Uncommon Sense for Leaders. Tune in to hear thought-provoking ideas on every aspect of leadership. You can expect dynamic discussions with special guests, quick tips you can apply immediately for better results, and the tools you need to take you from where you are to where you want to be as a leader. Are you ready to crack the code for achieving unprecedented results? Then join the host for Uncommon Sense for Leaders, Catherine Carlisi, every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on the All Business Radio Network. It's words you never heard. Here's some fun facts about noses and ears I'll bet you didn't know. Did you know your ears secrete more earwax when you're afraid than when you aren't? And generally, people with asthma have better hearing than those who don't. Now, here's a word for you. When someone gets their ears pierced, they're actually piercing their pinna. The pinna is the fleshy part of the earlobe. Did you know it's possible to sneeze so hard you can break a rib? That happened to my husband's secretary once. And according to research, you'll blow your nose 250 times this year. Scientists have also determined that the smell in your right nostril is more pleasant, while the smell in your left nostril is more accurate. By the way, twice as many men as women can wiggle their ears. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and Words You Never Heard has been brought to you by the Bariatric Surgery Center of Dallas. Taking care of Hey guys and dolls, this is Sandra Beck and this is Coach Talk Radio and we've got something really cool for you today. We're visiting with J.M. DeBoard. He wrote a book called Dreams 123 and before you fall asleep and think, oh, I got to record my dreams, just one more thing to do, we're going to talk about how dreams can increase your levels of success. You know, before we went to break, oh, Jim was talking a little bit or J.M. was talking a little bit about, you know, that positive visualization. You know, we learned that a lot with Tiger Woods. He talk about how he would would envision you know the way the game's going to go or michael jordan you know how the play is going to go and so that we we train our bodies and and jm i have a funny story um i was a huge huge fan of these flight simulator games and i'd be in my office after hours you know flying all over the world landing into migs field you know all these different things and when my kids were in boy scouts we went over to one of the aerospace uh companies that i won't name and we went into their uh, simulator room where you play these simulator games and uh, the kids they said oh does anybody want to try this and it was supposed to be for the kids but I'm like woo woo I want to try I want to try I was in this flight simulator and they're like you got to land you got to land I'm like no I'm cruising over here Ooh, look at you know and I was having the best time and uh, the guy looked at me and he goes did you fly for the military and I said no I said I'm just a gamer and and uh, he laughed and he's like because you know I could adjust to all the the requirements of the new system because I had already done this so much, even though it was a new system. So my brain could kind of relax enough and just problem solve the few little things I needed to run this different software versus 
you know, it being a whole new experience. And I think that's one of these things that, you know, intentional visualization or intentional dreaming or whatever can do for us. Um, how do we make ourselves dream certain things? Like how do we, can we just say like tonight I'm going to dream about financial success? Like, does that work? (laughs) Well, you can put in a request. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be uh, answered. Um, that would be something if you want to intentionally dream about something that would be more of your creative visualization or your uh, daydreaming sort of scenario. Um, your dreams have – they come from the unconscious mind. And you know this was something that was first popularized by Sigmund Freud. And uh, there have been many other psychologists and people who have – identified that, yes, there is this other side of the mind that is largely unconscious, meaning that it is outside of your conscious awareness. And it also contains parts of yourself that are still just potential. They're not integrated into your personality yet. So he identified this as, uh, you know, this incredible well of, of potential that you have in yourself and that it can, as you, as you dream and live your life, you're bringing more of the unconscious mind um, to make it part of you and to make it a conscious part of you. Now, how this ties in is the unconscious mind has its own agenda. You might be thinking about your finances, but your unconscious mind is thinking about the fact that, let's say, that you're lonely because you haven't had a date in a while or your spouse has become distant from you or you haven't been spending enough time with your children and you recognize that you know you've been so busy that you haven't had this opportunity you know the opportunities that you want to spend as much time with them these are just or examples. I'm going to throw in a caveat there or your kids are crawling all over you night and day and you need a break. Because <laughs> yeah. sometimes yeah. I dream that like, you know, like, like, you know, the angels come down and they're babysitting my kids. And at first I thought, oh, my gosh, you know, maybe the kids are going to die. Maybe I'm going to die. Oh, my God. And then I'm like, oh, maybe I just need a break. You know, and so that's what your dreams are going to address first is they're going to whatever is the most pressing need. You know, they have their own agenda. Your, your unconscious mind, the dreaming mind, is like a life coach for you. And it's, it's something that has been with you from the very beginning of your life. It's been there for all the ups and downs. It knows, you know, the good with the bad. It knows everything about you. And it also knows how to talk to you in a way that motivates you, that uplifts you, that corrects you. You know, um, it's, 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 it's a very wise coach. It's like the best life coach that you could ever hire. Now, the thing though is, is that, you know, sometimes your coach knows better than you do what is most important in this moment. You're thinking one thing, coach thinks another. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't incubate a dream. This is what it's called as dream incubation. And you can request of your dreams. You can say, I would like to have a dream about this subject. And you do it before you go to bed and you tell yourself this very strongly with the belief that your dreams really can respond to whatever your request is because they do take requests. It's like the cosmic DJ out there that says, 
okay, you know, you want to dream about how to improve your finances? Well, let's take a look at this. Now, it's not necessarily going to give you the winning lottery numbers. It's going to look at other issues that might surround it. Like, you know, one of the big things that holds people back from success, as financial success sometimes, is, is that they don't think that they, can, that they deserve it. They look around and they go, well, why should I be wealthy when other people are not? You know, they look at their family, they look at their neighbors, they look at the poor guy on the corner who's begging for change, you know, and they go, well, you know, why do I deserve this when they don't have it? Or they might have grown up in a background where they were told that they don't deserve it. Maybe they got some kind of message or, you know, their family was the self-sacrificing, you know, types that, you know, are uh, would eschew material success. And so they've got this programming in their own mind that prevents them from being able to really grab that bowl and run with it. So the you, you this is what your dreams are going to address for you. It, they're going to look at what they're going to look at the overall issue from a big picture perspective and they're going to zero in on what is holding you back from getting to your goals to achieving your desires. Because your dreams really do want you to have those things in your life that you want as long as they're healthy for you, you know, as long as it wouldn't cause something to happen in your life that would send you off in a direction that is not good for you. Like let's say that you do hit it rich. Now what happens to your relationships? What happens to your friends? What happens with your spouse? Are you going to become alienated from these people? Is it going to turn you into an egotistical jerk? You know, your dream, your dreaming mind knows these things. It, can, it is very good at seeing tendencies and identifying patterns. It knows where you're going in your life and it knows you. It knows you better than you know yourself in many cases. So it's going to identify this. If, if let's say that becoming wealthy is going to turn you into an egotistical jerk, well, your dreaming mind is going to say, okay, this is what you want. But I need to point out some things to you that are hindering you from getting to that because in a way you are you are your own worst enemy in this situation because, you know, I, 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 I as your dream coach do not want you to, you know, go off in a direction that's bad for you. It would be better for you to stay where you're at than to achieve this goal because by achieving this goal, you're going to be harming yourself in a way. Um, you're going to be alienating yourself from the people that are most important to you. So, um, yes, you can make requests. And I have a suggestion for anyone out there that's very interested in this subject. Um, there is a book called Dream Power by Anne Faraday. Um, it was released back in the 70s. It was a New York Times bestseller. Um, and um, Anne gave the secrets to this. She had been doing um, gestalt therapy for many years and um, had learned many of these uh, tips and techniques and secrets of how to use your dreams as an incubator, um, as a coach, as something that you can request. You know, I've known people who've said, I want to know if what is what are the secrets of the universe? Or is there a God? Or, you know, do I have a soul? Really deep questions. They've gone into their dreams and then came back with a um, – they, they, they've gone into their dreams and they've come back with the answers that they were seeking. You know, sometimes maybe there isn't an answer, you know, and your dreams will tell you that, you know. Maybe it's up to you to determine it. You know, is there a God? Well, figure it out for yourself, you know. 
Um, but they, they oftentimes you will get answers back from your dreams. If there's something that's really pressing on your mind or something that you really want to know, your dreams will answer those questions for you. Well, and that's the, the funny thing. Like, you know, my mom used to give me this thing all the time. You know, she'd be like, well, just sleep on it. And, you know, sleep on it, you know, could mean, you know, to rest and things like that. But for my mom, she was like, look, she's like, if you sleep on it, you know, she's like, the answer will come to you in the morning. And, you know, I used to um, used to have such a hard time with some of these programming things that my company does. I still have a hard time with them, you know, because there's no there's no precedent for any of this stuff. There's no where I can go back and look and go, oh, you know what? These 20 different social media companies, they didn't exist five years ago. So, you know, when you kind of have to make stuff up as an entrepreneur in technology, it's really tough because there really isn't anything. We're making it up as we go along, and then you're supposed to be the expert. So when I think back on her stuff and I say, okay, you know, just sleep on it, and I think of what you have to say, Jim, of, you know, you know, going into your dreams to figure out these things. I cannot tell you how many times I've gone to sleep in tears because I can't figure something out only to wake up in the morning, brush in my teeth. It pops in my head. There's the answer. You know, and sleep on it is a is probably the best advice that you can give someone in most situations because it gives a chance for your mind to access deeper layers um, let me give you a, a quick example of how this works. There was a well, study. Well, now hold on because we gotta go. We're gonna go to commercial break. Um, okay. So I want people to know where they can find you and where they can find your book, and then we'll we'll put a pin in that and we'll come back to it after the break. So, uh, JM, good. what? Where can we find your book and and what editions is it available in? Sure. Um, Dreams one two three. Remember, interpret, and live your dreams is still available online at different booksellers. Um, it's not really on bookshelves anymore because it's been a while since the book was released. Um, it is available in print. There's an audio version. It's available in several languages like Spanish and Portuguese. Um, there's uh, uh, yeah the Kindle versions. Now you can find it really just by typing in that word into a search engine. I know that it's at Play. I know that it's at Barnes and Noble. It's at Amazon, um, and uh, yeah, it's available out there. It takes you through the whole process of dream work, beginning with remembering your dreams, then understanding them, and then how to live your dreams. So it's a great guide for beginners too. I really have beginners in mind with this book, so that they can um, uh, they don't get thrown into the deep end too quickly. I start them off in the shallow end, and then I start to get them into the deep water. Not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on Toginet. This is your chance, ladies, to hear stories of hope and healing from someone who's been there. Someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of this trauma, she has gone on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free is a straight-up show to enlighten you and to lighten your load. Do not let the weight of this world or the things that have happened to you control your life. 
For more on the show and Diane and her book, The Story of Me, email her directly from her show page here on Toginet. Then, join us for I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be, I'm Free, with Minister Diane Jones, Monday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. This is the Toginet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. Information about book publishing is power, the power to change your authoring life, and the power to change the lives of your readers. So join us for Your Guide to Book Publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific, you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now. As the book shepherd, Dr. Judith Riles is in. And each week, she will include publishing professionals that will reveal tips and secrets to the author's journey. If there is a book in you, you want to listen, learn, and yes, call in with your questions each week. For more on Judith and what she can do for you, check out her website, thebookshepherd.com. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Taking care of business every day. Taking care of business every way. Taking care of business. Well, we seem to be experiencing some technical difficulties. I don't know if we're on the air or not, so I'm just going to open the show uh, for. for our listeners today and jm you know we're here today with jm debord he's got a great book called dreams one two three i'm a big fan i haven't been paid to promote this show i just think it's a cool book and it helps us as entrepreneurs you know think out of the box and uh jm i have to tell you a story we were talking about just sleep on it now this is someone who went to northwestern who looks like me sounds like me talks like me but for the purposes of today's radio episode is not me um but when this person was in northwestern uh university City, uh, she took a Plato's Republic class and the night before the exam, this person had only been to two or three classes and turned in her homework, but hadn't really read the book. And so as much as her dorm mates made fun of her, she sat down for like nine hours, read the thing cover to cover, chewed on it, thought about it, and then took the biggest, longest nap you would imagine before the exam and went in and aced the exam. So there is something to be said, and this is something that that person that looks like me, talks like me, sounds like me, uses in her regular business practice, but because I'm a professional, um, can't admit to it. <laughs> <laughs> But it works. Cramming works. You know, stuffing your head full of stuff and then taking a nap works. And the reason why it works is because it gives your mind an opportunity to make connections between the new material that you've learned and the material that's already in there. Now, we... You know, there are dreams are used as uh, there's a lot of woo woo and hype behind it. Let me just say that that you know there's there's some of the claims about what dreams can do and what they mean um, might be a little bit overdone. Let's just say, but from neurology, we know, and and from decades of research, we know that there is a very practical thing that happens when you're sleeping is your neural pathways are opened up. It's called neuroplasticity. And it's what it does is it kind of opens up that whole network inside of your brain and makes room for new stuff to be integrated in. And you know that the brain works by cross-referencing. 
You know, like if memorization techniques, for example, if you if you are memorizing people's names, they say that it's good to come up with a rhyme or a visualization or something like that. You know, like if you know someone like, let's say, Lisa Lyon, you know, and you go, oh, Lyon, I need to remember this name. Let me look at her face. Hey, she does look a little bit like a lion. Or you can just kind of make some kind of cross reference in your mind that will help you to remember that better. Well, the same thing, it happens all the time unconsciously or subconsciously while you're sleeping. And there are studies to back this up. One of them, they took two groups of college students and introduced them to some new material. They had them, they, they taught them the new material, and then the one group took a nap and then was tested. The other group stayed awake and then was tested. Now, you know where I'm going with this. Guess which group performed better on the test? The group that slept on it. Now, these experiments have been repeated in other situations, and they have found the same results, that when people get new information, new material, new knowledge, and they need to, uh, they need to be able to be tested on it in some kind of way. They need to integrate that information in and then start outputting it in a way that is, you know, making decisions or, you know, coming up with correct answers. The people who have a chance to sleep on it do better. And there is a neural or there are neurological reasons why this happens. It's not a claim that can't be backed up. It's a claim that is backed up by studies and research that goes back decades. So, yes, Sandra, sleep on it. It's one of the best things you can ever do when you have a big decision to make or a big test to take. Sleep on it. That, you know, it really is. And, you know, and it works for so many things. You know, I can't tell you how many times I went to bed and felt like getting divorced. Granted, I did. But, you know, (laughs) got up in the next morning and thought, okay, you know, we can do this all over again. Or, you know, the other thing that's really funny that happens is, you know, I like when my dreams wake me up and knock me in the head and call me an idiot. Because there are times when I wake up at like 2 o'clock in the morning and I'm trying to solve some issue some you know it's usually some software problem but sometimes it's a personal issue and i come up with the most whacked out stupid examples like yes i'm going to buy a pig and it's going to have wings and then it's going to fly over to tanzania and bring my you know software that hasn't been written back to me okay now i can go to sleep <laughs> you know how we do that we come up with those yes. stupid things in the middle of the night and then you wake up and go god i'm glad i went back to bed Well, you know, sometimes if that's like a dream, then it could be a visualization of a process that is going on um, in your inside of your mind. Your your dreams are a translator. It takes any input and it turns it into symbolism. So if you input feelings or thoughts or physical stimuli, then your dreams are going to output it in some kind of symbolic way. So your pig flying to Tanzania and picking up the, you know, something that it needs and then coming back to where you are could be a visualization for your mind digging deep in and going, I have the knowledge for this somewhere in here. I need to tap into it. And it's actually what it's doing is, is it's finding that little piece of gray matter in there in your brain where the information is stored and it's making a connection with it. And then you wake up and you go, aha, I know my answer. Okay, this is great. And not even realizing that your dreams were the facilitator for that. 
By the way, are we sounding better? I found a hollow spot in my um, office where I was catching feedback in the room. So uh, oddly enough, I shifted positions a little bit, and now in my own ears, the audio sounds a lot better. See, when we just keep continual improvement, you know, look what happens, you know, it's, it's important. It's so hard. I mean, internet radio is hard enough, you know, when we throw in sound quality. So I just think that, you know, what you have to say is so important. And every time you validate my lunacy, I just want to have you back again and again, because you make even my most craziest dreams in the middle of the night make sense. And they do that. When you understand that your dreams are speaking to you through symbolism, the absurdity of them actually starts to make sense. It's just – it's kind of like if you if you listen to someone speaking a language and you have no idea how to speak it. You know, you're hearing someone speaking Mandarin and you're like, I have – I can't even begin to pull out a word or two out of this conversation. It's much the same way as when you're beginning to understand dreams – you know, they can appear absolutely absurd and meaningless because you don't understand the language that they speak. Once you start to understand symbolism and specifically in how symbolism is used in dreams, then it is like the Rosetta Stone for translating what the dreams are telling you and what their messages are. You know, symbolism is used all the time around us. It's used in advertising. It's used in movies, books, you know, novels, of course, television shows. You, you see it everywhere once you learn how to identify it. It's also used in everyday language. You know, the, we use figures of speech and puns and word plays. We use them to convey meaning, you know, metaphors. This is always for us to be able to communicate something deeper in a very succinct sort of way. And so dream symbolism works the same way, is they are using those word plays and puns and metaphors and comparisons and analogies. The thing is, is that in your dreams, they're often visualizing it. You mentioned, you know, when pigs fly, you know, well, what does that mean? You know, well, when pigs fly means it's not going to happen. You know, people, that's how they use that figure of speech. You know, the, the meaning behind it. Well, your dreams will visualize a pig flying. You may not recognize that the metaphor is right there in front of your face if you will think creatively about it and apply basic rules of and basic knowledge of symbolism. Then you'd start looking at your dreams and going, wow, it wasn't actually the dreams that weren't getting it. It was me. I wasn't the one who was getting it because I wasn't thinking creatively enough about what the dreams are really telling me. Well, and sometimes, JM, you know, I've, you know, after working through your book and, and working with some of the stuff, I like to use that, you know, I live in LA, so I got to use the LA movie concept, but like the high concept, like yes. what's the high concept of the dream? And, you know, every once in a while when, when I'm getting, you know, really, you know, kind of punched down every day at work uh, in my company, I have these really vivid dreams where I'm like, Sitting, you know, on national TV with David Letterman and I'm insulting him or I might be like in the Oval Office with Obama telling him like he needs, you know, to to brush his teeth or, you know, Brad Pitt. I'm having lunch with Brad Pitt and I'm like, God, you're not as cute as I thought you were. And it's really <laughs> and then I realized all of these dreams come when I'm feeling powerless and I can't tell people what I think. And they're they're really fun dreams. I love when they come around. I really enjoy them because they're usually pretty funny. Um, but the end result is, is there a true reflection of how powerless or, you know, how I feel like somebody taped my mouth shut and I can't speak? 
Yeah, and it's right there. If you look at the essence of the dream story itself, like you said, what is the concept, the high concept here? Look at the essence of the dream and ask yourself, you know, what, what's the basics of the story here? Because that's often the way that you can get at what the, the meaning of it is. Sometimes dreams are very elaborate and they tell these really elaborate stories. But when you break it down, you can you can see what the message or the purpose of the dream is. Um, to give you a quick example, I was just helping someone before I came on air. I was helping someone. Oh, you know what? I'm going to got to cut you off because that's what I do. I got to uh-uh. take a commercial break. So okay. it's a cliffhanger. What is JM going to say after the break? Um, <laughs> we're, we're here with JM <laughs> DeBoard. He's wrote this great book called Dreams One, Two, Three. You can find it on Amazon. You can find it on Kindle. You can find it on Nook. Um, you can find it where uh, online where most books are sold. It's a really cool book. If you want to dream yourself into a better future, understand what your dreams mean and start figuring some of this out, or just, you know, take a walk in an area that, you know, may help you in other surprising ways. I'm not going to give away the farm, but I thought your book opened me up to thinking about my daydreams in a different way and helping me construct my daydreams. So they pushed me towards overall success. If you want to do this, go ahead and pick up uh, J.M. DeBoard's book, Dreams 123. When we come back from the break, we're going to find out what is interesting tidbit jm is going to share with us uh this is sandra from coach talk radio more after the break Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting Magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors, all quilters just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. We all know how important it is to drink water throughout the day. It is especially crucial when the temperatures are high and it is oh so hot. Drinking water is also a significant element in weight loss. Why is that? Water, like food, takes up room in your stomach and it curbs your appetite. According to Eat This, Not That, a study was conducted by the American Chemical Society. They found that dieters who ate low-calorie foods who drank two cups of water, which is 16 ounces, lost nearly five more pounds in 12 weeks than dieters who did not consume that much water. Drinking water gives you a feeling of fullness. So when you eat, you eat less. Drinking eight glasses of water a day aids in weight loss and has innumerable benefits. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. 
to hear other fitness and weight loss tips, visit our website at AnnetteHammond.com. This is Sandra Beck, and this is Coach Talk Radio, and we're visiting with J.M. DeBoard. And as promised, he's going to come back with some great information for us. Now, J.M., I'd like to know what things look like, sounds like, hears like, tastes like. It's one thing to analyze a dream. It's another thing to think you're analyzing a dream. It's another for you to walk us through a process or a real-life example of what this might look like. So I'm going to turn the mic over to you and ask you to walk us through this process with someone's dream experience that you worked on okay so yeah it was just uh this morning before i came on here i was helping someone understand a series of dreams and in all of the dreams um they feature her boyfriend and in the dreams there is always a theme of he is on the other side of a river uh she some bad guys are chasing him shooting at him she's trying to call 911 but her phone is not working uh, this theme kept repeating itself over and over again. She goes into a, a house with him, and he walks off into the next room. She walks into that room, and he's gone. So she's trying, and, and there's over and over again the essence of the story, even though the dreams are packed with details. The essence of it is, is, is that there is a divide between them. She cannot find him. You know, he's getting lost. There's some kind of danger. There's some kind of turmoil. And what it translates to is is that, uh, for one, the distance between them and the reason why he keeps disappearing in the dream is because he disappears emotionally. He's, he has depression. And when he gets into his depressed state, the person that she knows and that she can connect with, the man that she loves, is there physically – But emotionally, personally, psychologically, he is no longer accessible. She's looking for help with this, symbolized as calling 911 on the phone, but she's not getting any help with it, which was symbolized by the phone not working. And then the turmoil in the dream is a reflection of the turmoil that is causing her as every time that he checks out emotionally and mentally and is not accessible to her – Now it's causing turmoil in her life, which is probably affecting other areas of it. It makes it harder to concentrate at work when there are problems at home or you are so focused on what's going on and trying to figure out, you know, why is my mate, you know, depressed and inaccessible to me? And you're trying to figure that out and it's occupying the mind and it's taking your attention away from other things. So look at the essence of what the dream story is because in that is often what the meaning there the meaning and the message is there it's just think creatively about it and it doesn't have to be real complicated i think that's really the overall point that i'm making here is it doesn't have to be complicated you do not need to sit down with dr freud on his big comfy leather couch and have him tell you what your dreams mean and by the way it's 150 dollars an hour you don't need to have that because your dreams are actually you know more straightforward 
if you will think creatively about it. Sandra, I think that you've discovered that. You wake up from a dream and you're like, okay, that was pretty crazy. But I think I understand the essence of what this means. You know, I know how I feel in response to the dream and then start to connect those feelings with your waking life. It's often right there. You don't even have to remember the content of the dream. If you wake up and you know how the dream made you feel and that's all that you have left from it, start there. And then go, okay, I felt anxious after this dream. In what ways am I anxious in my life? I felt lonely after this dream. What ways do I feel lonely in my life? I felt empowered after this dream. What ways do I feel empowered in my life? Wow, so when I tell Obama he needs to brush his teeth or Brad Pitt that he's not that handsome, do you think that there might be some power issues at play that I'm feeling powerless to? Or that there could be some perceptions of the people in that, you know, that maybe you don't think Brad Pitt is as, is as good of an actor as what he is, you know, said to be. Just to give that as an example. No offense, Brad, if you're listening. Right. No offense to Brad Pitt, you know. Um, but the whole point is that sometimes, you know, when we don't, you know, for me, one of the things, Jim, and I, you know, it's good that I, I like to talk on the radio, but if I can't express myself, if I can't give my opinion or like, you know, with certain clients, you got to keep your big yap shut or you get fired. It's just that simple. Yeah. Um and if it's not germane to the, you know, to the job, you know, I don't say it, but then there's part of me that's just, oh, you know, and then it just pops out like, you know, pops right into that unconscious part of me and, and becomes part of the dream. Why do we dream we're falling? And I, this is just, you know, my kids ask me this all the time. They're like, and I'm like, well, that's because it's falling asleep, you know, um, <laughs> But no, they have great. to think where they, you know, you that thing where you're dozing off and they're like, whoa, I just fell off a cliff. But you're, you know, yes. just sitting in science class. Yes, yes. And you could be, it could be physically representing the fact that your head is going from a somewhat upright position to down towards your desk. You know, um, your dreams will take physical stimuli and turn them into imagery. You know, a book falls off your bookshelf while you're sleeping and you, you know, it slaps against the hardwood floor. And now you're dreaming about a gunshot. You know, these are the kinds of ways that physical stimuli can get into dreams. Now, um, falling in a dream has a variety of possibilities for meaning. Um, one of them is, is if you think about what is the essence of the idea of falling, it means that you do not have any ground beneath your feet. Now, translate that to figurative ways that that same idea is used. You know, if you are falling, it can mean like you've had the rug, kind of the same idea as you've had the rug pulled out from under you. You know, you look at your um, mate's cell phone and find out that he or she has been talking to someone on Facebook and flirting with them. Now, all of a sudden, the basis of the relationship, the trust that you had with that person is now gone. And in a way, you've had the rug pulled out from under you. You have no ground beneath your feet in that relationship because it's been taken from you. Another idea that can translate is a fallen state of being. You know, you have a uh, you, there is something going on in your life where, you know, you're, you're really losing it. You know, um, translate another idea. If you, you talk about in terms of like um, taking on a new project or in business, you hear the term used a lot that a person is soaring or the project is really taking off. Well, what happens if the project fails? Well, now the plane is crashing to the ground. Now, or let's say that it's a project where the project leader suddenly abandons ship. 
and then you dream about a pilot going to the door, opening it, and parachuting out of the plane. You know, it's because it, what it is is it's symbolically expressing the fact that the project leader has suddenly up and left, and now all the other people who are involved in the project are lacking the pilot for the project, the leader for the project. So these are the ways that dreams translate these ideas. Always think figuratively. Dreams can speak literally. They can tell you sometimes, every once in a while, they're very direct. But in my experience, 95% of the time or more, dreams are indirect. They're figurative. They use comparisons. They use symbolism. They tell you stories by, you know, by making comparisons to other things. So what does falling mean? What can that be compared to? How is it used in everyday language and figures of speech to get an idea across? That is the heart of symbolism. Symbolism is you know, expressing an idea through an object or an action you know, or something else. It's one thing that represents another thing. If you understand that basic rule of dream symbolism, then it can be that thing that translates the rest of your dreams so that you can get at what the meaning of them are. Now, which comes first, the chicken or the egg? Like Lisa, our, our producer today in Texas, just shared with me you know, that her professor was talking about dreams. Now the show is talking about dreams. You know, do, does our like our like which comes first like do we we hear about things and then dream about them or do we dream about them and then you know it's like when we buy a car and all of a sudden we see that car everywhere like which comes first <laughs> um you know really it works both ways it's kind of a two-way street your dreams can reflect back your perceptions and the things that you've heard during the day in my experience most of what what makes up your dream content at night is related to what happened that previous that day or the day before um there there's almost always some kind of a direct connection with it sometimes though dreams foreshadow they can anticipate what is coming up in your life you know the test anxiety dream is one of the most popular uh themes that are reported when people are asked about their dreams the most popular theme one of them is i'm unprepared for a test or i'm being tested in some kind of way now, of course, if you are a college student, you are taking tests all the time and, you know, you might be dreaming about something related to it, especially if you are anxious or worried that you're not prepared for a test. Now, that can really spark a dream. But here's the flip side of it is what if you've been out of college for a long time and it's been a while since you've taken a test? Why are you dreaming about being back in college, taking a test that you feel unprepared for? Well, is there some other test in your life? that you feel unprepared for. That's how what, you make that connection. What if you're in your underwear taking that test? Because that's the one that happens to me. Or sometimes I go to school and I have no top on, and I've got my backpack, and I'm trying to use the straps to cover my chest, you know, and I'm walking uh-huh. around high school. And that's, you know, that's I've been out of high school 20 years, and it's still coming up. Well, it means you're an exhibitionist, and you need to just admit it. No, I'm no. kidding. <laughs> I was going to say, you just need to get naked with me now, baby. <laughs> Uh, well, now, you know, there's some different possibilities for it, but usually nakedness means some kind of personal exposure. And I don't mean exposure as in exposing your naked body. I mean emotional or personal exposure. You know, for instance, maybe you say something during the day that is, uh, you realize later that maybe you did a little TMI there 
or maybe you realize that revealing something about yourself um, could have some kind of consequence down the road. Or maybe there's just a part of you that says, I, I'm not comfortable sharing that with the world. This is something I really I need to keep to myself. Now, with you being on the radio, you know, you're, it's often kind of, you know, you're, you're, you're sharing a lot of things about yourself with your listeners. It's a way of connecting with them and them connecting with you. And, you know, it creates a bond between you. But you've really, you've got to ask yourself, well, how much do I really want to reveal? Now, this is just an example. I'm not saying this well, is what you know what, JM, I, we got to we got to get you on another show because this is just too delicious and too much fun. Um, we are here with JM DeBoard. His book is called Dreams One, Two, Three. Get a copy of it. It's fascinating. Learn about yourself. Build your business. Next week, we're going to come back. We're going to have more out of the box thinking with how we can take your entrepreneurial experience and just shoot it through the roof. My name is Sandra Beck. This is Coach Talk Radio. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on uh Toginet Radio, that's T-O-G-I-N-E-T Radio, (laughs) toginet.com. We are going to be back next week with with, um, Josh Davis, and he's going to talk to us about two awesome hours. So if you love today's show, you're going to really, really love next week's. Come back and check us out on iTunes. Texas. Thank you for listening. On behalf of Sandra Beck and Scott Frazier, we want you to get out there today to make more money with less time and effort so you can live the life you want. Tune in next week for more tips, tricks, and techniques from Coach Talk Radio.